Trump tees up another conflict. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. It was a stunning statement, even to those who suspected something like it was probably coming. Last week, the new head of the EPA, Scott Pruitt, said he would not agree that carbon dioxide is a primary contributor to global warming, adding that we don't know yet what role CO2 plays. But we do know what CO2 does to the atmosphere, and Pruitt is dead wrong, at least according to the vast majority of scientists. The idea that there is uncertainty about the greenhouse gas is contrived or made up, according to Quartz, an online news outlet. Four years ago, 2,000 international scientists found that the warming that occurred from 1951 to 2010 was extremely likely to be a consequence of human emissions of CO2, along with other greenhouse gases. Stephen Pakala of Princeton University told PolitiFact that Pruitt's statement means he does not accept the overwhelming scientific consensus. And his views even contradict some people in the fossil fuel industry. An executive vice president for Shell Energy said last week at a conference of energy producers that he was absolutely convinced CO2 can cause serious damage not only to this generation but to future generations. Pruitt hasn't responded to requests to clarify his comments, but earlier he said that the future of the EPA ain't what it used to be, according to the New York Times. Last week, Mustafa Ali, head of the EPA's environmental justice program, resigned after it was learned the Trump administration planned to cut his office entirely. That office at the EPA was established by President Bill Clinton after activists identified a pattern of locating polluting industries in poor communities of color. In contrast to Pruitt, large oil companies are beginning to see the downside of fossil fuels. Royal Dutch Shell is not only talking about the negative effects of CO2 emissions, they're starting to invest in renewable energy. The company announced that by the end of this decade, it will spend $1 billion on renewables. While this amount is not that large relative to Shell's budget, it's still significant. The chair of the company said the biggest challenge Shell faces is eroding public trust in their industry. In January, Saudi Aramco, the world's largest oil company, said that it was considering a $5 billion investment in renewables. Golfing is important to Donald Trump. Golf Digest, one of the leading publications for the sport, called him the golfer-in-chief. So it's likely he was paying attention in 2015 when the Obama administration announced a new rule that could lead to regulation of relatively small bodies of water. Farmers and real estate developers attacked the new regulation, saying it was an overreach by government and a power grab. And so did the Associated Golf Course superintendents, who feared that ponds, lakes, and streams on their ground would be subject to the Clean Water Act. But now the new president has ordered the rule to be rescinded and rewritten, calling it one of the worst examples of federal regulation. In doing so, he has teed up the issue of his conflicts of interest. There are 17,000 members of the superintendent's group, and the head lobbyist for the organization told Bloomberg that they're pleased to see an effort by the Trump administration to revisit the rule. That golfing group, which includes more than 20 Trump employees, spent $30,000 lobbying against the regulation when it was announced. On average, each golf course in the U.S. has 11 acres of water bodies like lakes, ponds, and streams. 
The golfing industry feared increased costs if they had to keep those waters clean according to EPA standards. Trump has not divested himself of his business holdings, which include 12 courses in the U.S. New research shows that droughts may travel across continents in patterns that scientists can predict. The study published in the journal Geophysical Research Letters shows that about 10% of droughts travel between about 900 to 2,000 miles, and these tend to be the largest and most severe. Julio Herrera Estrada of Princeton University, who led the study, told Climate News Network that some intense droughts migrate like a slow-motion hurricane on a time scale of months to years instead of days to weeks. The importance of this work is that water managers might be able to cope with drought much better if they know where and when shortages could occur. The next step for researchers is to study the reasons droughts travel and to understand their behavior. The the study comes as 20 million people in Africa and the Middle East are facing famine due in part to drought. And finally, an ideal vacation would include a hotel that lets you drift off to sleep in a beautiful place, right? Well, a Japanese theme park has got you covered by taking the word drift literally. It's launching floating sleeping pods at its island-based attraction. The hotel's rooms are futuristic-looking orbs that can sleep up to four people with beds, toilets, showers, plus a perfect view of the stars. Guests bob across the sea overnight and arrive at an island which has numerous attractions that tourists can explore the following day. In theory, anyway, it has yet to be revealed exactly how the floating spheres move across the water or if they'll be monitored. For that reason, people are divided on its appeal. One commenter told Neighbors Matom News, imagine waking up in the morning and finding yourself in North Korea. This isn't the first time the company has pushed the envelope in accommodations. In 2015, the park opened the Hanana Hotel, the world's first to be staffed by robots. At their front desk, a female humanoid appears to breathe, blink, and for extra creeps, seems to make eye contact as she greets you and answers questions about your stay. The floating pods aren't due to open until the end of the year, but if you do go, you might want to bring some snacks. It doesn't appear there will be room service of any kind, and if you did call the front desk, you might get this. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This Week in Water is supported by the American Waterworks Association. Build a better world through better water at AWWA's ACE 17 in Philadelphia, June 11th through 14th. Learn more at awwa.org slash ACE 17.